Blog Talk Radio. They said you wouldn't make it so far. And ever since they said it, it's been hard. But never mind the night you had to cry. Cause you had never let it go inside. You worked through hard. You know exactly what you want and need. So believe. And you can never give up. You are listening to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio. Our phone lines will be open for conversation, and that number is 516-387-1936. Also, we have the chat room open. To go to the chat, go to blogtalkradio.com, find my show, Get Into It with Tina Conroy, and you can chat. You can literally get on the computer and chat questions to me and my co-host guest. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Today is a very pivotal day, and there is no coincidences. Today is the first day of fall. It is the autumnal equinox, the balance of light and darkness, and it also is Young Kipper. So I do not observe Young Kipper, but of course, the first day of fall, the equinox, the light and darkness, there is never a coincidence. So as we bring in the fall, as we shift our energy, it is about change. And my whole show today is about change and stepping out of our comfort zone, taking us to new places, new heights, and new adventures. I would like to center, so if you have a moment, center with me. If you can close your eyes, please do so. Take a nice, long, deep breath in and exhale away. And just find yourself here in gratitude. I'm blessing everyone on this call that is listening live or will listen later on the archives. We send out blessings, support, and guidance. And then whatever intentions you may have for yourself on this first day of fall, as we move into a new shift, please feel free to bring that to mind. And calling upon spirit, spirit guides, angels, to work with us, through us, surround us, and protect us, so that we all may live our best life possible, and so it is for the highest good. Before I bring my guest on, I would love to choose three cards for the week. Now, we have a very interesting week, everybody. Just kind of hang on to your seats here. Vibrationally, we are in some high vibration. Mercury retrograde came in about September 17th, and it takes us through the end of the month. And there's a lot of shift in consciousness. And yesterday, being fall, being young kipper, the balancing of day and night with the equinox, a lot of things are moving and shifting. So hold on, hang on to your, to your seats. The three cards for the week, and what I'll do is I'll choose sort of our theme for the week. And there's three cards. The first card is soulmate. And so a lot of people get a little confused with soulmate, but soulmate can mean anything from a very close friend to a family member or to a loved one. So connect to someone in your life that you feel very connected to. And it's all about your soulmate, your connection, the connection that you know that is responsible for something you don't even need to even understand. The second card, interestingly enough, happens to be my favorite angel, and it's Archangel Michael. He's a supporter, he's a protector, and he gives us courage, and he releases a lot of fear. I I call on him daily, and he's a great angel to call on as spirit, to just kind of release all of that and to just move you forward for moving into and stepping out of your comfort zone. And then the third card, beautiful card, is answered prayer. So as you move to the end of the week, answered prayer, something that you've been looking for or or asking for will come to fruition. And so keep your eyes peeled wide and open. I am so delighted to bring my guest on today. 
Andrea Santoro, licensed massage therapist, certified health coach. From an early age, Andrea knew she wanted to help and heal. Directly after high school, she enrolled at the Swedish Institute for Allied Health Sciences in New York City and became a licensed massage therapist. After 20 years in practice and treating over 15,000 people, she found it difficult to physically continue on the path as a body worker. In April 2014, she shifted her focus from manual therapy to assisting people in health and wellness through weight loss. Andrew became a certified health coach with Take Shape for Life. It was a natural transition for her. She continues to help people feel comfortable in their own skin. Former personal trainer, ACE certified in 2000, Andrea uses that education with her Take Shape for Life clients. Once they hit a place where they can incorporate exercise into their habits, online she helps clients with weightlifting routines, advice on different types of cardio, relaxation techniques, and dietary advice to coordinate with their calorie expenditure. Married for 15 years with two beautiful boys and four cats, Andrea is a stay-at-home mom with a full-time job residing in Queens, New York. You can find her at MetallicaMom.TSFL.com and on Facebook.com, MetallicaMom. Little side note, I am so excited to have her on the air. I only got to meet Andrea quickly and briefly in our national convention for Take Shape for Life in Orlando. And I had been watching her. I'd been new to Take Shape for Life, new to health coaching, certified health coaching, and she's truly inspired me. She, for me, has really stepped out of her comfort zone. She is on amazing podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope now, and Blab. And she is so interesting and wonderful to watch. She has inspired me to get out of my comfort zone. And we'll be talking about, we are going to be doing something together again on Friday, October 2nd. So we will tell you a little bit about that in a moment or so. So without further ado, I'm going to get Andrea on the line. Hey, Andrea. Hi, hi, Tina. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's so <laughs> funny. You're you're talking about me like getting people outside of their comfort zone, and I, for the longest time, all I wanted to do was make people feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you know, it. sometimes you have sometimes you have to get uncomfortable to get more comfortable. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So you know, I was just. I wanted to tell you a little bit, too. So from my background, you know, when I started coaching and I saw you on social media and I was always inspired by you. And when I saw you, I think I, I think I shot you a text message at National Convention like, hey, I follow you on Facebook, you know. And I even for me, it was like stepping out of my comfort zone. Like, who is this? Who's she's going to be like, who's this person? Like, I, I don't know her. Why is she telling me I'm here? But even for me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out and just say hi. And, you know, and I know you're so visible, but still, I, I guess it's so easy sometimes when we're so visible. And I know I have that a little bit too. When someone actually approaches you, the other person thinks you're like, are, oh, you're talking to me. You're talking to me, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had a lot of people come up to me at a uh, convention and they started to talk to me as if they knew me. And they do know me, but I don't know them. And they, you know, they walk up to me and they say, hi, it's me. And I say, I say, well, wait, what do you mean? I, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. <laughs> you exactly. know? Um, and no, I get messages like that specifically on Facebook and YouTube all the time. And I think it's, um, I, it's, it's wonderful that people feel comfortable enough to reach out to me. And I very rarely let those things go without addressing them. I say, it's great that you stepped outside your comfort zone to talk to me, because if I had never done that, I wouldn't be there for you now. So, you know, if, if, if you had told me 20 years ago that I was going to be quote unquote inspiring people, I would have said that you were crazy. I never thought that I would be like an inspiration for anybody. I thought I'm just going to work and I'm just going to make people feel good and that's it, you know, but um, it's been interesting to watch myself go through this whole thing, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. So maybe we'll take the listeners back and kind of go back to a little bit about yourself in the past and then kind of how we, how we got to where we are today or how you got to where you are today. So just start back okay. on wherever you want to well, begin. I, um, I, I fought my weight 
literally with boxing gloves on since I was about three or four years old. My mother said that I just woke up hungry one day and I was just eating constantly. And I did not have a difficult childhood. I had a pretty Ozzie and Harriet kind of a childhood. Um, but for some reason, I just had this insatiable appetite, just what I used to think was a love of food. I mean, I've learned that it actually is, I was abusing food, but um, I just always had a really hard time wrangling it. When I, was in my early 20s, I did lose a lot of weight through binge exercising. Um, I consider myself to have had an eating disorder. I was never diagnosed, but I um, ate very little and I exercised three or four hours every single day. And I got myself down to a size four, <laughs> like you can when you're tw when you're twenty something, you know. <laughs> and um, and it didn't stick, obviously, because it was done in an unhealthy way. Uh, did not address the problems that I actually had. I was just dealing with the symptoms. Um, and as somebody who practices preventive medicine, it's interesting that I <laughs> I did that, you know. And I thought, that, oh, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm not, obviously I'm getting healthier, you know. But anyway, a um, couple of years went by, I uh, met my husband, we started to have kids, and the weight just started to pile on, literally piling on. <laughs> and um, I found myself very heavy, uh, size 18, 20, 22 sometimes, um, depending on the time of the month. And um, I've recently dropped 70 pounds. Now, when I say recently, wow. I'm not saying that it happened overnight, and it wasn't yesterday. It did take me a year and a half. And it took me a little bit slower than some people, um, but I did it. And the only way that I was able to do that was to step outside my comfort zone and change things up a little bit. Stepping outside your comfort zone so often can actually make it so that it's not uncomfortable to do that anymore. It's actually more comfortable for me to step outside my comfort zone because I know that I'm trusting my intuition and I'm going with my gut. And even though this doesn't feel comfortable right now, it actually feels comfortable that I'm changing the direction. Wow. And you know what? It, that's the whole thing, too. We, you, you kind of, like, touched on a lot of things, but one of the things was intuition, which obviously is the whole focus of the show. And, you know, my my sharing and my inspiration for people is that this intuition that we have inside of ourselves, that we can do something, that we are capable, that we are fearless, that we are supported and, you know, whatever that is, you know, that intuition is that inner voice. I call it like the GPS of the soul or the GPS of the spirit. It kind of guides us. And so what you just said is so true because when you do make those shifts and you step out of your comfort zone, you know then that, you know, you got to keep on doing that. And so you kind of allow that to become more and more part of your life and more part of your experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been having long talks with my mom <laughs> over the past couple of uh, months because, you know, my family is watching my popularity grow and my clientele grow and my, um, you know, exposure get larger. And I, you know, I keep on saying I, I never saw myself as somebody who was in the public eye. I never thought that I would be inspiring anybody. I always thought that I was just going to be somebody who just would blend into the woodwork. And my mom said, I don't know what you're talking about. You've always <laughs> been somebody who was the funniest one in the room, though not necessarily the loudest in a bad way. <laughs> um, you know, she said, you've always been friendly, outgoing, grabbing somebody who needed to be grabbed and say, come on, let's go, let's go do this. And it's I, I see myself so different than what other people see me as. It's just it's really interesting. The new whole digital video streaming thing has made such a huge difference for me. It has absolutely changed the way I look at myself. I think of myself as a much more beautiful person because I can look at myself. I have so many clients who don't look at themselves. It's oh, that's amazing. so true. That's so true. It's, I. It is crazy, isn't it? Because some people don't even want to tell me, you know, they, they won't look in, they haven't looked in a mirror for years or they, or, you know, sometimes, and, and I know you take many people through the program as well, write down your weight or do you want to share your weight? They don't want to, they don't want to tell me the weight and they don't even want to take a picture of themselves. Now I understand the weight, but they don't even want to see themselves in the mirror. They're, you know, it's very challenging for them to, to do that. Yes. And you know what I tell those people a lot of the time? Everybody's phone has a camera. Turn on the camera and just film yourself 
just saying the alphabet and then delete it. But watch it. Watching it is the most important thing. Watching yourself back. Nobody is going to see it. If you know in your gut that nobody's going to see you saying the alphabet into a camera, why wouldn't you do that? Mm. That's well, stepping outside your comfort zone for some people. For me, that's like putting on my shoes. That's like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, the, the more often you step outside your comfort zone, the more comfortable you're going to be uncomfortable. And right. um, then you just really have to follow. Then the intuition has to kick in. And if you don't trust your own intuition, that's when you hire a health coach or a life coach or you talk to a spiritual teacher or a priest or a doctor or something. If you don't trust yourself, ask someone else. But you still have to do the work. You still have to make the changes. If you want things to change, you have to change. Right. Absolutely. Now, do you what do you think you find people? I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, but what do you think the biggest thing is that we could touch upon when people come to you? They're obviously looking for health. They're looking to change their health. Majority would be weight loss, obviously exercise habits. What what do you think it is? What would you say? And I'm sure there's a lot, but what would you think it what do you think it is that you hear mostly that they're afraid of? What is, what is the comfort that they're afraid to let go that they oh so desperately want? They oh so desperately want the goal, right? They oh so desperately want to sleep better, look better, whatever. What do you, what do you think the biggest thing is? Is, the, is it the well, fear? I think with weight loss in particular, and it's an interesting phenomenon, people are afraid of being hungry. They're mm. afraid they're going to be hungry. And I keep saying to them, okay, if you're hungry, then eat. <laughs> you just have to choose different food. Like, you're, nobody wants you to be hungry. No, actually, you know, losing weight is actually uh, goes against Mother Nature, right? Mother Nature tells us that if we have enough food, we should eat it right away because you never know where that next meal is going to come from. And our body is designed to hoard our body is not designed to lose weight. We're actually going against the grain when we're losing weight. Once we get there and we maintain, that's another story. But we actually have to trick the body into thinking that it's not in a drought. It's not starving. That there's plenty of food. We don't need it. And being hungry is not a good thing. Every one of my clients, I tell them, if you're hungry, that means you haven't eaten enough. Or you're eating the wrong food. But they're afraid that they're going to be hungry. Well, what if I'm hungry? What if I don't have the food? What if this happens? What if that happens? Well, then what? What? You're just going to go back to the way you were before. And it's just for that one moment. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be eating off your plan for that one moment. There's nothing to be afraid of. You weren't afraid of the donut last week before you knew <laughs> it. Right. So, but now you're afraid of the apple that I'm telling you to eat. There. Right take the fear out of it. I think that fear is huge. Um, people think that it's doubt, but I, I don't think it's doubt. I think that because fear means that you know something, right? You're afraid of it because you know that it's scary and you know it's going to hurt you. But doubt, you don't know. You, you, just, you, you have no idea. You need somebody to convince you of something, you know? Um, I don't think people doubt the weight loss that is possible. I think that they fear the discomfort and Again, there's no reason to be discomfort. Uh, there's no re- reason to be uncomfortable. Um, you know, losing weight is is not easy, but it's simple. As long as you have, and my spiritual teacher says this all the time, as long as you have a plan, then, you know, you have a plan. If you have a map, then you know where you're going. But it's not easy. Simple need not imply easy. It's very, very simple. Calorie in, calorie out. I don't really believe in calorie in, calorie out 100%. I think that there's quality of calorie, and I think that there's quality of expenditure. But as long as you have somebody with you, what are you afraid of? You know? And, and you know what? That's the other thing, too, because the, the, the support that you give, and I know that you give an amazing support to all your clients and soon-to-be you know, soon clients, that your the support is so really is amazing for people because if we you can tell people do this do that but the support is really what what 
can really help people. And and so the people that probably take the support or listen or you know everyone everyone coaches in a different manner, but you know then again too it's like the other thing that I found that as you were talking, so I do find that is number one. I think you're 100 percent correct about the fear. The other thing is sometimes I do see and maybe this would be second. I don't know if we're going to rate it, but I find that people are afraid to fail. Oh, right. Yeah. And so so what happens is they don't even try. And so this brings me back a little bit to yoga. So I, I get this all the time, and it, it, it really is a part of me that drives me crazy. People say, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. And I, I, I sort of like want to shake my head and say, well, that's why we do yoga, <laughs> one of the reasons. I mean, there's many reasons. So it's you're you're saying something that's not even a truth. It's It's a perception. You know, you're not going to look like the person in Yoga Journal, nor why would you. And from 9 to 90, well, actually from 2 years old to 100, could do yoga. Mm. And yoga looks Mm -hmm. like a lot of things. But, you know, this whole, well, I'm not flexible, I can't do yoga. It's the whole thing back to the beginner's mind. So if you have no expectations, then you can go into something with a beginner's mind and allow it to happen. You know, with with the programs or releasing weight, weight loss, it's this ability that, oh, my gosh, I will fail. So if I'm going to fail, I'm already, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Right? You get that, too? It's sad. Um, You know, it's sad, but it's something that I've never really been afraid to try anything, personally. That's just the kind of person that I am. From, From very young, I... I graduated when I was in high school. My parents had us living in the Catskills, okay, because my parents needed to slow down a little bit. They were working a little bit too hard, so they they moved us up to the country. Nearest house was a mile away. You know, I mean, it was crazy. There was like no convenience stores, no nothing. Because I'm from Rockland, Long Island, right? So I'm thinking, I'm like, where's mm-hmm. the candy store? I can, you know. Um, and so when I graduated high school, I went from this small little town of 44 people. I moved to Midtown Manhattan. And everyone was like, wow, I can't believe that you did that. I said, I, I believe it. I, there's Why? What's, what's the problem? All I have to do is raise my hand and say, help, I can't do this. But I never had to actually do that with that thing. But I did. And then I enrolled myself in massage school. Everyone was like, well, you're not going to go to college. You're not going to get a job. You're not gonna... No, I want to be a massage therapist. A what? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's interesting, and my point is that I can help people with this fear of the unknown, but even though I've never had it, I don't know why I've never really had that kind of a fear so bad that I wouldn't try something. I'll, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a daredevil, but I guess other people would see it that way. But if you don't try it, how do you know that you're ever going to be good at anything? If you never picked up a flute, how do you know that you're not going to become the best flautist on earth? You know, if you never pick up a, you know, a a computer and start blog talk radio, you know, get into it. um, How do you know if you're going to be good at it or not? I mean, what what, are you going to like broccoli? If you never try broccoli, how are you going to know? You know, Um, how 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 hurt are you really going to be if if you do, quote unquote, fail? Mm -hmm. If you don't look at it as a fail, if you look at it as, wow, that was really an interesting experience. And I'm glad that it was then and it's not now. <laughs> and you <laughs> know what, every, too? Every minute of the day was then is not now, you know? <laughs> the other interesting part is that in the failures or what we deem failures or, yeah, let's just call it failures for, for our argument's sake, we've learned so much, right? It, They're it, all lessons, I mean, yeah. My goodness. I mean, if we all we're flying high and doing great and nothing went our way and didn't go our way and we didn't have our so-called failures, we wouldn't learn our lessons, right? So they always say the lesson with the blessing, you get, you know, the, the good, the bad times, but that's what we deem good and bad because we don't have a way to do that. But in the, in the moments that we think we're failing or it didn't go our way, that's where we really learn. You know, and and we get to do it right. We get to we get a we get a chance. We have every single moment of the day. I really believe this. I really truly do. And I know there's a lot of people out there that may not, but I really do believe that we have an opportunity to change our thoughts, 
to shift every moment of the day. And if not even every, you know, think of every day you wake up, it's like a new slate, right? Every every hour you take a breath, every moment that's happening. A lot of us get stuck in the in the stuff. We get stuff in the perception. We get stuff in the the thoughts. We get, you know, we don't. We and that's that's what's so great about this even this topic of stepping out of our comfort zone because along the way and along the path we have so many people you know, from one side of the graph to the other that wouldn't even think of, you know, doing something, you know, and again, we're not talking about jumping off, you know, jumping out of a plane with a parachute, but you got to open the parachute. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about getting your hair cut. We're talking about, I mean, literally, I know so many people who have this long drapey hair. Now, listen, I have long drapey hair by choice. I am not afraid to get a haircut, though. There are a lot of people who are afraid to get a haircut. They're afraid. They're, oh, God, look, your hair is so beautiful. It's red or it's blonde. I wish I had hair like that. Go to it, man. Go ahead. What is it going to hurt? You can go over to Walgreens and get that box of mousy brown anytime you want and get your hair back to where you, where you think that it should be. Why not dye your hair bright red with stupid blonde streaks in the front? Hi, hi. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like I, I'm... I, like I said, I don't, I don't have that fear, and I guess I, I, it's not even that I understand it, but I think that the law of attraction is very, very obvious in my practice because people see my, um, my lack of fear, and they want that. I don't want to say courage because that's a very big word, and I don't feel comfortable labeling myself with courage, but um, they see my outgoingness. And they want that. So I actually end up attracting people who are very mousy, you know, very fearful, very, uh, very afraid to step over that line because they want what I have so bad that they can taste it that they actually did go outside their comfort zone and message me. And that's great. And I encourage that. But then it's like now my work has to start because I need to try to figure out why they're so afraid of things. And I'm not a therapist. I've never... Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have a degree in therapy. I don't get paid to be a therapist. That's what I always say. I say, it's not that I'm not a therapist. I just don't get paid to be one. So I can't say that I am. (laughs) You know, it's like I'm not going back and saying, you know, okay, you have a love of this quick because your father was mean to your mom, you know, kind of a thing. That's not, I'm not getting into that. But um, I do try to, I do try to get into it with people when they have triggers with food. And a lot of times it's a very emotional process and it's, you know, fear is an emotion. <laughs> it's right. um, they're afraid that they're, you know, that they're going to fail. Sure, that's that's huge. That's huge. Right. Right. And then we have the whole component of which I know you counsel people and help people, and uh, again, for people that are emotional eaters, because that's a whole topic of, you know, emotional. Right. They. I had a I had a client the other day that just was saying that she was on the phone with her daughter. Her daughter is very upset, and she was, you know, she was sitting at the table and she started to reach for whatever's in front of her. She didn't, she it happened to be to cantaloupe. She said it could have been worse. And she started to put in, and then she, the second time she put her hand in, she looked at her hand and was like, <gasps> she didn't even know she was eating. She didn't even yep. realize that she was putting the hand into the fruit jar. And she said, you know, thank God it was cantaloupe and it wasn't a bag of chips. But, but the bottom line is I've caught, you know, how many of us have caught ourselves doing that, you know, have caught ourselves. Oh my goodness. And then it's the awareness and it's the growing. Right. So instead of beating yourself up and, and all of that, you know, that's why we have coaching and that way we have, you know, different techniques and there's resources out there. There's support groups out there. There's fantastic books out there. You have a coach you can call 24 seven. I mean, I don't think yeah. you want to call at three in the morning, but I know you're, <laughs> I know you're pretty open to all your, all your, your uh, clients and, and, and again, clients to come. Yeah, I am. In fact, I tell them I tell them to call me and email me and text me anytime they want, but I turn my phone off when I go to sleep. So I'll get it yeah. when I get up. That's all. <laughs> Let me go back to I've got a, I got a question for you. So not the actual I know the the physical weight loss and the the scale victory of what you know you you went through that you said that you've lost um, just about over seventy pounds. What what do you think it's I think this is so important because this is this is the thing that. I know you and I both want everyone to feel this because it's not just the physical weight, although hallelujah, it's amazing. What do you feel that gave you as a person 
you know, from where you are now. Like, okay, so I don't mean it is the poundage, but away from the poundage, that that feeling, that inner, where have, where are you from? From if you took a snapshot of how you felt then to now, what? Yeah, yeah. I I I did not feel in control over what I put into my body, and therefore I didn't have as much control over my body. I mean, when you, I mean, you know, that old adage, "You are what you eat," is a very powerful statement. Um, and, you know, pardon the language, but when you eat crap, you're going to feel like crap and your insides are going to be like, and they're going to function like crap, you know? Um, but it's not just that it's that I can look at a kitchen full of food and I can decide what I'm going to eat because I need to stop what I'm doing and then I need to choose what I'm, what my body is asking for. I'm actually listening to what my body is telling me it needs. And then I'm going to go do that. And a lot of times people confuse those feelings of my body needs something. So let's just fill it up. And that is one big thing that I've let go of. And I say it to my husband all the time. It's just such a relief. It's like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders, that I'm not always worried about what am I going to eat? I'm not worried about how I'm going to look. I'm not worried about, am I going to be the fattest person in the room? Because that had been for years. I was always the fattest person in the room. And for somebody who's never been the fattest person in the room, you don't really know how painful that is. And it's, um, I, I never forget it, though. I never forget where I was for a very, very long time. Um, but Letting go of the power that food had over me has has been huge, enormous. It's almost like I quit smoking many years ago, and I remember being stressed out about just the thought of quitting smoking. Mm-hmm. And then once I quit smoking, it was like, again, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like, when did I have time to smoke? I don't understand why <laughs> that took over so much. Why, why did it have so much power over me? Maybe just because I didn't feel powerful enough for myself. I don't know. Why do you give food power? Why do people give food power? But I did. I used to give food power a lot, and I don't do that anymore. Right. And so now you're able to – but that, that feeling and that experience that you've been through is what makes you such a fantastic coach because you can, you can put yourself there and feel that and want people to feel how you feel now and, and hopefully – on their own way, in their own terms, however it takes, whatever it is. And again, we just we talk a lot about scale and non non-scale victories, but you're getting so much more because you're truly living the life that you're meant to lead, right? Like who wants to be guided and to- like every, you know, food is directing every moment of your day. Food should be beautiful and amazing and 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 when you feel your body needs something, but to be controlled by it is another thing, right? So yeah. it's really a big deal. Yeah. We have actually someone that's been on the uh, call waiting for about 32 minutes or so. So last four digits, 9574. I'm going to unmute you. You have a hand raised. So hang on. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I actually called for a reading, but I wanted to make a comment. Um, What is your name? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> My name no is Anne. I'm so sorry. My name is Anne. I'm actually from New York City. Hi, and Anne. I wanted to say actually that I um I commend you for your honesty, but also I know you say it's not courage, but it is courage. It's something that I'm working on. I mean, I have courage, but it's just um there's been a lot going on and. Uh, I feel like right now, uh, my weight, I'm losing weight, but I am also working on uh, being more disciplined to uh, get the body in shape the way it used to be. Are you doing that through through diet and exercise or just diet or just exercise? Really through diet, not not exercise at the moment because I know I need to to focus more on, um, like, I enjoy cardio. I enjoy working at I know that it gives me more momentum to stay in the zone, but also to continue what I've started. Mm. 
Well, exercise is a great way to um, change your body composition, not necessarily have a lot of movement on the scale. And for a lot of people, they hyper-focus on the scale when really the goal is to make their body as healthy as possible and even to look as healthy as possible. Exactly. Um, and uh, so that's why I, um, I really do place a lot of importance on exercise after people have been, you know, on the program that I use with my clients after a couple of weeks, uh, after they get themselves, you know, detoxed from all the sugar and stuff, and they get themselves properly hydrated. It's really mm-hmm. important. It's, 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 uh, I don't want to say more important to add the exercise, but in the grand scheme of things, it really is part of it. If it's not your part of what you're doing right now, that's fine. And that's and I, everybody needs to do it at their own pace. But um, you might want to take the word discipline out of it. Discipline is a, is a very strong word. Um, you <laughs> might, and you use the word focus a lot. And I like that word. I like the word focus a little bit more so than discipline because discipline means I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. But placing importance on what you are doing, which is good, and placing a little less importance on the stuff that you're trying not to do. Um, A little bit more flowy, a little bit more gentle. Discipline is a little, it reminds me, it's a little military for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I wish you luck. I'm, uh, you know, it sounds like um, you said that you have courage, but it's buried deep down. Maybe you just need to tap it somehow, get a little spigot going. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Well, thanks, um, Anne. I'm so glad you called in. And I was also calling about a reading. Are you giving a consultation? Into, into I, I'm not. I'm not doing readings today. Um, next oh, week, pardon. actually, that's okay. Um, next week on Wednesday, uh, the 30th, I'm going to have Greg Cla- uh, Glenn Klausner on. He's a medium psychic. So mm-hmm. mark your calendar now and um, follow me on Blog Talk Radio. We are going to open the phone lines in the half hour at the end. And he is a uh, renowned medium and psychic. So that would be a great opportunity for you to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. So that's the 30th. Thank you. But I'm, I'll continue listening. And this is very enlightening. I, I do need to start my uh, my regimen. Okay. Well, we you. wish you lots of luck in your health. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. All right, so I see a bunch of people out there, and you don't have your hand raised. So I believe it is a star one or a pound one. I'm not really sure. So there's about a couple people. If you have your hand raised, then I will. we will pick you up. If not, we will continue our conversation. Let me just check the chat, Andrea. I'm going over there. No chatters. Okay. All right. So... What do you want to share a little bit with the listeners about, um, you know, we talked a little bit, obviously we're stepping out of the comfort zone. Uh, what about, just just briefly, I want to touch upon um, when you touch out of the, step, the comfort zone in your work, you know, we kind of, you, you've moved out there into the social media. So briefly, then again, that you just something that you did, did someone show you or support you in that? Or you just kind of jumped on a computer and said, hey, I'm going to do a YouTube video and um, well, like most, yeah, like most people, I um, did a little Googling, right, um, <laughs> when I first started with um, the Take Shape for Life program. And I found a lot of videos on YouTube, and I found that it was just so interesting to watch people's reaction when they ate the food, uh, when they talked about the food, not just, I mean, you, you lose a huge sense of what people are trying to communicate when it's just text on a screen or in, you know, on paper, uh, when you actually see people, um, using product, um, I feel like it's, I, I now end up searching almost everything on YouTube and Google uh, because uh, that I'm going to buy because I want to see reviews first. You know, I want to see what they said about this. And sometimes people give a bad review and you actually like it. And I had seen a couple of videos about people who, uh, did not like some of the food, uh, that were in this program and I knew that I did like them. And I said, well, you know, there's, there's an opinion for everybody and maybe I should start to put my opinion out there. I wasn't a coach. All I was doing was just, I had just ordered, you know, some food off of the internet and I was just kind of trying this thing and I turned on my camera and I did it. And I had like, by the the end of the first week, I think I had 20 subscribers or something like that. (laughs) 
and I thought that was like so many, you know, because it was, for me, it was, um, you know, and now, um, but like I'm 1400 something now. So it's, um, wow. it was literally something that I just kind of did on the fly. I mean, I, uh, I, I thought it was going to keep me accountable to be perfectly honest with you. If I'm in front of, you know, thousands of people and I'm not actually doing the work that mm. people have, that gives people the quote unquote right to criticize me. So I didn't want people to have any reason to say, hey, you've been doing this thing for six months and you're still fat, kind of a thing, you know? Um, because people are blunt, uh, especially on the internet, because they have, you know, they grow false courage <laughs> when they're behind a keyboard. Um, thankfully, I have very little haters on my YouTube channel. I've had very few people criticize me. Um, and I, I did lose my weight slower than some people, but, but I think I did it mostly for accountability and it worked. So yeah. if people are having trouble with accountability, maybe they need to put themselves out there a little bit more. Um, it is definitely outside of most people's comfort zone to the point where it's not a thought. Like, they would never do it. Uh, for the people who say that they would never do it, I think those are the people that actually have to do it. Right. Uh, you know, it, and it, it, does, it does feed the ego. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was talking to somebody about it last night and I said, you know, I'm, I have all these clients and I, I don't, you know, I don't really have time to talk to my girlfriend and blah, 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 blah. And he said, yeah, but you put out another video today. Why, why do you keep on putting out videos if you don't want people to call you? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm addicted to it. I think I'm addicted to my exposure at this point because people like it. They, it, they appreciate it. It helps them. I can't, it's like, I'm almost, it's like, it's, it's hard for me to stop helping people, but I, I do have to learn how to slow down because I do have to help myself. I do have to, I do have to practice self-care sometimes, you know? Right. No, of course. And you know what? The people will say that to me about the radio show. I remember when I first started the radio show, people would say, I had a couple people say, well, do you make money off the show or you get, I'm like, no. And I, and I, <laughs> right before the show goes on and you know, cause you're waiting in the queue, it's like five minutes, four minutes. I always feel like I'm going to throw up every single show. I've been doing a show a week for how long? And I sit there going, Oh my God, I'm going to throw yep. up. And I don't, I get through. Okay. And uh, no, I don't, but there is one is the passion. I meet amazing people inspiring people. I've had authors on. I've had people like you that are just interesting and exciting. And, you know, I know you don't think of yourself as that, but you are and uh, inspiring. And so it's been, it's, it's, I almost think it's like a calling. I think Andrea, it's a calling for you too. Almost like I love, well, maybe that's a little too out there, but you know, yeah, it does feed the ego a little bit, right? I'm on the radio and you're on the YouTube, but, but at the end of the day, we're helping people. Right. And yeah. so that's, it's huge. It's huge. And so I, I, there's no competition for anything. I say to people all the time, there is enough out there in the world. There is enough, there is more than enough. You know, I remember when I, you know, kind of came out of my closet and was doing readings and, you know, this one's doing readings or whatever. And it's like, oh, no, what? there's more than enough. There is more than enough to go around and there's no competition. When you let go of competition and you can support other people and you can, you know, do that, everyone's going to win. You know, there's enough. There's enough to go around, really. There is, you know, and I, I that was exampled to me at convention. I, I don't know if you saw the video that I did about convention. There were people who came up to me and they started to talk to me as if they were like mentoring me. And I, I was honored that they felt like because they saw a little bit of inconsistencies with, you know, the way I'm dealing with clients or the way I'm dealing with, um, you know, different things and the business end of it. And they took real, like, genuine care that they, mm -hmm. they wanted me to do better. And it would not benefit them at all, mm -hmm. except that the whole thing is about helping the whole right. thing. I mean, all I want to do is to see people happy. That's literally all I want to do. And if somebody's going to be better off with someone else coaching them, that makes me happy. If they don't like me and they tell me, I say, great, I'm so glad that you told me that you don't like me. This way, nobody is inconvenienced at all. <laughs> I don't have right. to worry about you liking me and you don't have to look at me at all. And that's it. 
you know? And I think that's another reason why I don't have a lot of haters on my channel because I kind of put that out there right away. Like, listen, you can like me or not like me. That's cool. Everybody likes stuff and doesn't like stuff, you know? Not everybody has to like me. Well, the, um, the other thing is that you're authentic, you know, and I think authenticity is huge. I think I think in this business, authenticity is huge. I think in any business. But, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, oh gosh, like, and I feel the same way. When you feel as good as you feel, and it's taken you, you know, you worked at it, and you'll continue to work at it, just like me, and we have different stories, but, and you want everyone to feel that. You want people to feel it's possible. You want to be, and it could be, you know, there's so many people. It may start out with weight loss, or it may start out with getting off medication, or sleeping, or playing with their grandchildren, but are they living their best life possible? And I say to them, are you living your best life possible? What is holding you back? What is it? Is it, and if this is what it is, there's there's a there's a way to there's a way to find deal this goal. There's a, yeah, to deal with it, to do it, and to stick with it, and you know, and you know, come on this journey with me because the only thing you have to lose is weight, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, like just like you know, it's just it's fantastic. But oh, we got another caller, so let me see. Uh, your hands up. Let's see, two nine nine one. So let me just get you on the air. Hi there, you're on the air. Hi, Tina. It's Pam. Hey, Pam. I have Andrea here. Yes, Hi, Pam. I know. Well, you two have inspired me. I would never do this call on to any radio show. <laughs> uh, but I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. Yay! <laughs> when, when you just said, Tina, you feel like you're going to throw up before every show. <laughs> I mean, I if do. you can do the show and if Andrea can do her videos, then I certainly can say hello. Oh, I'm so glad you called in. You know, I saw your number and I was a little like, is that Pam? So do you guys know each other? You probably met at convention, but I don't know if you realize. Yeah. Okay. I met uh, Andrea at, uh, I think I met you first time was up in White Plains at the yeah. uh, the Super Regional. Um, but I've, I, you know, I've been watching your videos for well over a year and I have, I admire, and yes, I am envious of what you do. Wish <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> But in any event, I do enjoy watching you, and I do recommend it to clients because what you do is terrific. Oh, thank you so, so much for saying so. I, I appreciate it. It's very, it's very touching when other coaches tell me that they have their clients watch my videos. That's right. um, that's such a compliment to me. Thank you so much. You're very much welcome, and Tina. The same goes to you. You're also inspiring with what you do as well. Oh, thanks, Pam. So sweet. I'm so glad you called in. I know that this was a big deal for you to call and actually have be talking on the line to me. <laughs> there you go. Well, now I'm done. I've said my piece, and, and okay. have a great day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you, you know, I just wanted to. I, I just wanted to say one thing. You were talking about um, being genuine and being authentic. Uh, when I was an active massage therapist, I would have people on the table and I would be giving them a massage and they would say, oh, it feels so good. They would say, oh, um, do you like this job? And I would say, if you're enjoying your massage, how could I be doing that if mm -hmm. I didn't love it? It's like teacher or a doctor or a, a clergy. You can't do the job if you don't love it because you won't have any business. You can't fake it. You can't really fake being a health coach, except if you sign people up and then you don't take their phone calls afterwards, which there are, right. unfortunately, there are some people that do that. Um, so I think that the authenticity is, it, it doesn't matter if you're good at something or bad at something, as long as you're, as long as there's no BS behind it, 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 you know, people will appreciate it, I think. Right. And I think you're right. I mean, you can only fake it so much, right? I mean, people that are not, you know, I mean, you really, you can't fake this business. I mean, you can't, you cannot fake, we're in the people business. Right, we're 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 not we're not selling them something. We're sharing. We're creating. They're create. They're really creating it for them. I, I like to say that we're a guide. You know, where we're, we're mm. kind of guiding them, facilitating them, whatever word you want to use, because coaching, yes. But again, we can only take them to the place that they can go, and we can keep opening up that. What is it like? I want to say it's almost as if. We're giving them more opportunity and more openness and the creativity, the expenditure of saying, oh, I didn't realize I could get there and you're supporting me, so I'm going to go another step and I'm going to go another step. They're doing the work, 
but we're guiding them, we're facilitating them. I mean, I, I have to mention, I don't know when this was, Andrea, maybe last week, maybe two weeks at this point now, you were very overwhelmed. You had a lot of emotion on your your video oh, about yeah, that video. and and I I I was so taken back. It really, you know, I could, you know, I'm I can feel a lot when I see emotion, and it was like, uh, you know, all in my chest, my in my solar plexus, and but in a good way, you know. And so you were. Can you share a little bit about that? Because I I don't know if there's any of the Listener. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a, a client. Um, I have a client. She's currently, I think, 140 pounds down, but she was at that point, she was 135 pounds down. And um, she started off at 325 pounds. And um, which is, I, I, I'm saying huge, not because she was huge. It was it was a very big deal for her to have taken on such a large challenge as to try to lose this extra weight that she has had her literally her entire life this was the only plan that's ever worked for her she and i have become very very close i've never actually met her in person which is funny um but it's all on phone on zoom calls you know video conferencing texting and that kind of thing she's 135 pounds down she has since become a coach she has a client who is 85 pounds down and the two of them met at an amusement park. I didn't even get into this in the video, right? The two of them met in an amusement park because they were also just having an online coaching client relationship. They live close together. They met at an amusement park, and the two of them went on roller coasters together. Wow. And neither of them had ever been able to do that. Ugh. And. I, I mean, literally, it's like, it's, it, what was it, three weeks ago, and I'm already, it's, it's getting me all swelled up again. Um, so between the two of them losing 220 pounds, she sent me a picture, and it just, it was overwhelming because of the amount of, the amount of happiness in that picture. I, I, even if you didn't know the backstory, you would have seen it. You, you, I right. mean, you would have felt it. You, it just, there was no way, and, and for the fact that I, I didn't do it, but I facilitated it. It was such an honor. I, I feel honored to have fallen into the situation that I'm in right now. That I can't, I can't even put it into words sometimes. Wow, that's the feeling, that picture, that feeling that you saw. That's that's it. That's what you want to bottle up, you know. Um, it's I wish just, I could. I mean, I yeah, did on YouTube, yeah. right? That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It really so, is. It's just, uh, just yeah, amazing. I'm really glad that's that I... I'm glad that I made the video. I was um, I was very hesitant to post it. Very hesitant. Um, but that's me stepping outside my comfort zone. <laughs> there you go. So before you go, I have to ask you, why Metallica mom? Why, why are you Metallica mom? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I had a bumper sticker made for the back of my car uh, eight years ago that said Metallica mom. I um, I always loved the band Metallica. They're one of my first uh, big concerts that I'd ever gone to when I was 15 years old, you know. And um, I just always looked at parenting as, you know, it doesn't have to be stuffy. Just because you have a couple of kids, that doesn't mean that you now wear, you know, tweed and, you know. Um, <laughs> I cannot think uh, you in tweed, girl. No, and, and conservative shoes, and you don't wear a push-up bra, and you don't put on purple lipstick once in a while. And my kids are very, um, you know, some people would think that I have a very relaxed way of, you know, dealing with my kids. My kids are extraordinarily well-behaved. People compliment me constantly. I say, don't compliment me. I didn't do anything. I'm literally not doing anything. They are raising themselves. I'm making sure that they don't die, okay? <laughs> um, they, um, a couple of years ago, the eight, well, he's eight now, when he was five years old, he asked me to dye his hair blue. And so I said, sure. The last day of school, when you come home from school, we will dye your hair blue. And we did. And he was a hit at camp. You know what I mean? And I know so many people who would never even think to do that. My kids listen to the music that I listen to. So they like, you know, a little harder stuff, heavy metal, that kind of thing. And I just feel like I am, it, it just represents a, a little bit of a, I don't know. I don't know if rebellious is really the word because I really do follow the rules. I just push the envelope as often as I possibly can. So, um, you know, I, it's just a, it's 
I don't know if it's a persona. Uh, it's just it's just a tag name that sounded kind of cool, I guess. I had the bumper sticker made, and I've always considered myself to be the Metallica mom. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It sticks, and it's fitting. So before we go, because we have about five minutes, can you tell anybody um, how to find you? Are you doing any events in your area that you can direct people to or just things in, in nature where you are and finding Well, it? I'm in Queens. I don't have a lot of um, clients in person, to be honest with you. About 90% okay. of my clientele is online. So um, I don't do really events. I am going to be uh, going to national convention in Austin, Texas in July. Um, but... Uh, you know, all they have to do is just literally the very cool thing is that you go onto Google and you put in Metallica mom and <laughs> it's me. Find you. So I don't even have to spell my name or anything. People could just find me that way. And that's what I usually tell people when friends ask me how they can get in touch with me or whatever. I said, just go into Google, look up Metallica mom. You'll find me. It's right there. Um, and I am, st- I am available for clients. Um, I'm available. If you're thinking about becoming a coach, most of my clients actually end up becoming coaches. Um, which is kind of interesting. They see the potential and they want to, you know, take it further. And that's the cool thing about becoming a coach is that you have that accountability and then you have uh, some money, you know, you can make some money at it. Um, But, you know, all you have to do is just look up Metallica mom and I'm there and I don't let any uh, emails or messages go unanswered. I answer everybody. Nice. Perfect. And then I do want to tell all the listeners that on Friday, October 2nd, um, you're going to be joining oh, me yay. on that Blab, right? Yeah, we're going yeah, to be doing a yay. Blab. So Blab is, if people don't know what Blab is, it's Blab.im, right? Yeah. And so 12 o'clock on Friday, October 2nd, I'm going to be doing readings, and Andrea is going to be joining me and, and helping me on that. And I'm jumping out of my comfort zone because I'm just getting used to Blab and Periscope. And, oh, and also they can find you on Periscope, of course, and, and all that. Yes. And yes. Um, so we have that coming up. And well, the cool thing about the Blab is that I, um, I I would love to watch you do the readings and really not have to focus on anybody else or anything else. Okay. So that's why I think the that's why I think the readings on Blab as a tag team because I don't do readings. I'm not I, I'm not an intuitive in that way. Um, so you know I think that it's going to be very very interesting for me to sort of moderate the room for you to make sure that. You know, nobody's talking out of line so that you can really connect with the cards and connect with the client and and work your magic. Oh, I'm looking. I'm, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. And I know yeah. that, you know, I have the support. So that's what's really good because, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like stepping out of my comfort zone is just to even reach out to you and say hello. And, you know, just in general, like I've I, I always used to think of myself as a shy person. Now I'm on the radio and, you know, it's the same thing. It's like it's the more we do it the more that it just comes a little bit more easily. And I love the relationship that we've already acquired, and I know that we'll continue as friends, and we were chatting the other day. So it's always, it, you know, nothing is, uh, you know, nothing's coincidental, right? Nothing's coincidental at all. I don't think all. so, because we met in Florida, and we, and we live, we both live on Long Island, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> we're like a couple, a couple exits away. That's all. Yeah. We're just exit away. Well, thank you so much. This time went so fast. We're about like a minute and a half left. And um, everybody who's listening, um, thank you so much for listening live. We're going to have the podcast up and about in about 20 minutes or so. And, again, you can reach, you can Google. She's very Googleable, Metallica Mom. Uh, <laughs> website is www.metallicamom.tsfl.com. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing and for uh, being here today, and I know so many people um, were able to tune in, and they'll tune in later as well. Thank you, Tina. I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, everybody. I want to give you a little bit of where I am going to be over the weekend. On Saturday, September 26th, I am at One Love Long Island. It's a yoga festival supporting organizations to help with human trafficking. I was there last year as well. It's at the Sands Point Preserve. And I'm going to be doing card readings, about 10-minute card readings. So I will be there. Uh, Booth number three, you will find me. It will be a beautiful day and a lot going on there. You can Google One Love Long Island. Also, I am available for reading and Reiki. And I'm opening up my hours in on 
Monday, I'm sorry, on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 5, and that's at Practice Body, Mind, Soul. You can also contact me with my email, and that is T-C-O-N-R-O-Y-O-G-A at AOL.com. Next week's show, so excited to have renowned psychic and Glenn Klausner at 2 p.m. And that is the 30th of September, the last day, last week of September, last Wednesday of September that we're going to be joining. And we are going to have the phone lines open at the second half of the show. So we'll probably only have time for about two people, maybe two to three people for readings. So stay tuned for that. Glenn Klausner, psychic renowned medium next week. And I hold you all with many blessings. Have a beautiful autumn equinox day, first day of fall. And if you are celebrating Young Kipper, I wish you all the best with family and friends. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. They said you wouldn't make it so far And ever since they said it, it's been hard But never mind the night you had to cry Cause you had never let it go inside You worked too hard You know exactly what you want and need So believe And you can never give up You can reach your goal Talk to 